Hello everyone and welcome back to the Rainbow Dice Club. We are an LGBTQ2IA plus actual play D&D podcast coming to you from wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Lex, my pronouns are they, she, and I am the DM for this wonderful group of people. And this week I'm rejoined by the entire cast. Hello. Hello, my name is Ariana. My pronouns are she, her. I play Alara Spindlespark, whose pronouns are she, her. And she is barely holding it together while trying to hold Ivy together. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is Supriya, or Zoo. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. And I play Ziva, whose pronouns are also she, her. And I'm eating fave red starbursts. Yum. Don't eat your fucking unicorn. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hello, my name is Wayra. My pronouns are she, they. And I play Varys, whose pronouns are he, they. Hello, everyone. My name is Dusty. My pronouns are she, they. And I play Ivy Nightbreeze Tinkerfay. And I just received in the mail today an original 1983 figment plushie. So I am drowning in pussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I tuned I tuned back in I and all I heard was I'm drowning in pussy. I guess this is a casual reminder that this is a, a an all queer led super gay very gay podcast. So before we get started, here are some content warnings for the episode. No birds were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> Today's episode includes profanity. Last time, Varys and Ziva made their way through the woods of the Feywild. They encounter a small creature with questionable motives. Ziva earns the name Lost, and Varys is named Trick. They leave the creature, but the feeling of being followed doesn't fade as a series of birds continue watching them. The two arrive at a satyr village and are brought in to fight off some nightmarish oil creatures from under a child's bed. The two make camp closer to the edge of the woods and take time to get to know each other a bit. We rejoin the group. Still separated, deep in the woods of the Feywild, Varys and Ziva making camp, and Ivy and Alara by the lake that Ivy knows all too well. Ivy and Alara, what are you two doing? Titania told her that it would be at this lake, so she's going to walk along the edge of the lake towards the Underdark. Okay. Alara is following Ivy, trusting that she has a better idea than Alara does where she's going. Um, and every 60 feet, she's just fucking whipping out her little nanobots. And, and Alara is continuing. I mean, it's the only thing that she thinks will help is if they sense where they are, she would follow the nanobots. So right now she's following Ivy. Ivy is going to continue to like send out her feelers for Bia. Okay. So you two are walking, skirting the lake. You walk for a while. It's dark, but both of you have dark visions. You can see quite a bit ahead of you in grayscale. The bioluminescence of the plants around you provide minimal light. And if it weren't such an ominous setting, this would be quite beautiful to see all of this light around such all-encompassing darkness. But that's all you find. Darkness and the faint light of the plants and the sounds of the lake at night. Nobia... No Varys. No Ziva. If you don't stop soon, you two will incur a level of exhaustion. Um, I don't think that Alara would stop, to be honest. No, I, Ivy wouldn't. They, I think they keep going. Okay. As you two keep wandering in the night, we're gonna cut over to Varys and Ziva. Who is taking first watch? I can if you want. You used a lot of spells. Varys, please make a perception check while you keep watch. In your little cave, not a cave. 18. Varys, with an 18 perception, you notice some some sounds of the forest. You hear some little things here and there. Nothing alarming. Cool. Okay. Your watch passes without incident, and you wake up Ziva. Ziva, do you do anything while you're on watch other than just look around? Uh, We have a fire, right? Yes. So I'm drawing the things that I saw earlier that day. All right. Uh, Why don't you make a sleight of hand check to see how well you draw them? That is an 11. Yeah, you kind of get the rough sketches down, but the details are fading for you. Make a perception check for me. 22. With a 22, 
you're getting closer to dawn, so it makes sense that you'd hear birds chirping and bugs kind of flitting around, but you feel just like before. It seems like a lot of them are around you and your immediate area. I kind of stare at the flames, and as I'm staring with intention, I double the area of bright light to kind of look around and see what's going on to see if I can see anything more. And then um, if I don't see anything, I change the color to blue for my own amusement. Before you change the color to blue, you do see that there are some birds up in the trees. And if you think back, they look a lot like the sparrows that were following you before. I try to grab one with my mage hand. What's the DC? 15. It meets it, meets it, beats it. Does it fly off? No. It flies to a different branch and just continues watching you. I try to grab a different one. Go for it. You grab that one. That's a seven. And I pull it down towards me. You, it is eerily quiet. Like, it's not fighting you. It's been caught. And it's not squawking the way you'd expect it to. I look at it as the mage hand holds it. Who are you? It just tweets back at you. Why are you following us? It just tweets back at you again. How do I make you go away? It just keeps twittering at you. I release the bird. It flaps its wings and kind of suspends itself right in front of you before returning back to the branch it was on that you got it from. Before it can get 15 feet away from me, I push out my hand and cast Gust to push it away. Is that a duck save again? That's a strength save. They're not. Birds have a strength of one, <laughs> which is a minus six modifier, and I just rolled a natural two. So it just gets blown. How far away does it get blown? <laughs> five feet. Maybe a little bit more since it's a tiny animal. So it gets blown an extra five, ten feet. And once it recovers, it makes its way back to that branch once more watching you. It is nearing morning, and it is... Uh, so I turn the fire blue, since I can't do anything about the birds. Okay. As we near morning, we're going to swing over to Ivy and Alara. I think at some point in the middle of the night, while they were skirting the lake, Alara would probably be like, Um, Ivy, I know that we were told to kind of come here and scout the lake, but I don't think there's anything here, and are we just going to keep going in circles? Ivy rubs her hand over her face and goes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. They should be here. Okay, but I mean, we're here by the lake and there's nothing here. Which way do you think we should go? I mean, I mean, we've been going towards the Underdark, which is where I'm pretty sure they are. But she wouldn't have said the lake if it wasn't for a reason. Alara, make an insight check and and a history check. I want you to make both. Okay, that's an eight on my insight, so... Great. Okay, but that is a history... That is a dirty 20 for my history. Beautiful. With a dirty 20, you may have read somewhere in your parents' vast library some books talking about the Feywild, and you may never have put much stock into it, but for some reason, this one thing is nagging at you. Time moves differently here. There's less emphasis on time here. And your pers your insight is kind of telling you, even with an eight, well, maybe this just isn't the right time. So I think she thinks about it for a second. And she kind of, she looks at her, she looks at the watch as well. Um, I think maybe kind of as like a reminder. Um, Ivy. Yes. Time moves, moves weird and differently here. Yes. So maybe it's just not the right time. That's definitely possible yeah do you think it's worth it to to head towards like to veer off of the lake path and head towards where we think they might be and then come back or i'm not sleeping tonight and i don't think you are either no no but i also don't want to walk around in circles because if we're going to do that we may as well just sleep right yes yes i um i think we should do that yes okay so lead us to the dark and scary place i guess cool Cool, 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 cool. And Ivy starts walking that way, veering away from the lake. All right. So you two are walking for a while away from the lake. And the further you get, the darker the environment seems to grow, even as you begin to see the first rays of light. 
They seem dim, dimmer than normal, somehow. I need both of you to make perception checks for me. That's a big ol' two. Doth rolled an 18, thy liege. Okay. Alara, what's got you so distracted? I think she's just continuing to pull her nanobots, and she's super focused on where they're going, which is nowhere. And Ivy probably thinks that she is losing it a little bit. No, Ivy's 100% not thinking that. She's um, losing it herself. Cool. We're both just holding on by a thin fucking line. By a thread. (laughs) Yep. As you two are walking, Ivy, you look up, and you see, as you look past some of the brush and some of the rocks, that there's this blue light that flares out all of a sudden and then shrinks back away. And as you watch the light kind of cast shadows, you think you may be seeing a campfire through the thick of the brush. Ivy stops completely. Uh, She grabs Laura's wrists and whispers, look. Alara looks uh, and she goes, um, we should get closer. Should we go quietly? Oh, yes. Very fucking quietly. As you say that and take a couple of steps forward, Alara, your nanobots, uh, which vials do you have open? Um, I have the pink one uncorked in my hand. You see these fluorescent, shiny pink bots swarm out of the vial. They stop for a moment and then start flying out towards where you saw that blue flame. I think I look at Ivy uh, and I pull out Ziva's vial and I uncork it as well. They fly off as well. We start running towards the camp. As you start running, Ziva, you hear a familiar sound of like robotic whirling and you see these colorful little bots come around the corner as bright and fluorescent as some of the plants you've seen. The wave of pink swarms Ferris and a moment later you see the red bots come and coalesce around your recently healed wound. Finding you healed, they trail off the way they came. Varys, as you sleep, being the light sleeper you are, you feel this familiar feeling of a cool tingling over your bruises, and suddenly that pain and stiffness you were feeling before you fell asleep dissipates. You open your eyes, and you see Alara's nanobots slowly trailing away from you. What do you guys do? While she's drawing and the nanobots come in, they land on her on her wounds that have already mostly healed and and do a little bit of their magic and and flit away. And she calls out, Varys, Varys, I think they found us. Or somebody else. No, but I think it's Alara. Yeah, I think when Ziva looks back at Varys, Varys kind of is looking at, she's like looking at his arms, turning them over, seeing like the swarm around him. Looks down where they're kind of around the legs and he looks up at her and goes, are these Alara's? I think so. I don't know anybody else with those. And and look, they're right there. And uh, she gets up and uh, she goes, now that she knows that she's not leaving Varys, just sleeping by himself, she goes running towards um, where Ivy and Alara are and throws her arms around Ivy because Alara doesn't like being touched. Ivy hugs her back hard and quick. Um, and then... When she sees Varys coming over, she runs and hugs him too, hard and quick. He goes ramrod straight and then relaxes and kind of like pats her back awkwardly, like, glad to see you all right. And I think Alara just is standing there um, watching her like bots kind of go back into the vial and she'll just kind of look at the both of them and like smile, but like really nervously and like visibly relieved to see the two of you. Does she make any movement towards us? No. Okay, then we'll just stand apart and nod. We can stand awkwardly (laughs) apart. Yep. (laughs) I love it. You're both okay. Um, Are you okay? Yes, yes, but... Yeah, a few scrapes and bruises, but we're fine. Are you? What happened? We... We showed up somewhere dark. Y- you guys were in the underdark? We were in... Yes, I suppose. I'm so impressed that you're alive right now. I don't know. It was really dark. And then we found a cedar village. Where did you end up? We ended up in my father's workshop. That's amazing that you you saw your father? Yes, not not as amazing as you guys. What's... It's... It was, was that okay? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, it was totally fine. But I mean... We're totally fine. Everything was fine the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. You y'all have said fine so many times that I don't really believe you. Oh. Yes, I mean we've we've like okay. What happened to you guys? Yes, then we were stopped by something. Yes. Oh, um, are the birds still there? Oh yes. He looks around. Both of you make a perception check. That is an eighteen. That is a twenty-one. With an eighteen and a twenty-one, you both notice that there are still birds watching you. The birds have been watching us for a while. They've been following us. Is that normal around here, Ivy? I mean, birds are kind of normal here. Um, no, but they've been following us. Ivy wants to do an insight check on the birds or the, whatever it is. It's like they're, they're sort of Norman-like in the droning. Also, there was some strange, like, there's some weird gray creatures with black eyes following us around. 18. I rolled a nat 20, but I also rolled a 14, so. Oh, we're rolling a disadvantage, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's a disadvantage for you. Woo! Ivy. With an 18, you're kind of looking at them from a bit of a distance. You're you're realizing that, yeah, there's some weird birds in the Fey, but you can kind of tell that they're watching Ziva. Do I know? Have I seen these types of birds before? No, you don't recognize. Like, you recognize that they're sparrows, but the, they look a little off. And you're just like, I don't recognize sparrows looking slash acting like this. Okay, so Alara is tired. She's like flooded with relief after seeing her friends are alive. And it's coupled with the anxiety that she's been battling for the past, what, like 24 hours. I think she's hanging on by a fucking thread and she sees the birds and Varys says that they're Norman-like. And I'm guessing Ivy tells us that they're watching Ziva. Yes. Cool. She starts walking towards one kind of quickly. And as she does, she's methodically rubbing um, the amber into the wool glove and like a spark of an electric charge is building more than it has like ever before. You see the sparks of electricity start to like fly off the glove. Um, I needed to make a strength saving throw. Yeah, it's a dirty one. Okay, so I throw my hand out and this chain of electricity like whips out from it and wraps around the bird and I yank it 10 feet closer and it takes two points of lightning damage and I would like to grab that little fucker and just give it a real close examination. You said that it does two points of damage. Mm-hmm. Do I kill it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's still a body to examine. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can I, like, I want to investigate it. I wanted to see if it was, um, like, mechanized or something like that. I'm rolling at disadvantage. That's a natural, natural one for a total of uh, nine. Wouldn't, wouldn't she have expertise, though? Okay, well, here's the thing. Is it, if it's mechanized, I technically have advantage on... Then it's flat. Okay, so then that's a 15... Well, wait, no. So it's you're trying to find out if it's mechanized? Yeah. Yeah, it would still be flat, but it's not mechanized. You look at it and you're like... Oh, we, I just murdered a bird. You just murdered a bird. Well, there's... It's not, like, super Norman-like. Um, and now it's dead, so... Oh. Well, yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, it's okay. I didn't... We know now. Ziva um, looks carefully at Alara... To, to see if she's taking this especially hard. She seems really tired, but she's also seemed tired like since you've known her, basically, I guess. <laughs> I would like to cast Speak with Animals as a ritual. Can we say I started doing it from the moment that Ziva pointed out the birds? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so you cast Speak with Animals. One of these birds during that 10 minute time gets zapped to death by Alara. <laughs> And there's a second bird that's still alive up on the trees. Is it cooked? And it's watching you all. Can we, can they eat it? No. <laughs> she goes, hello. It looks at you kind of, hello. Oh, hello. Um, what are you doing here? Follow. Follow. Who? Follow. Why? Follow. Okay. Lost. Follow. Lost. Okay. Um, they're not lost, so you can get lost. Lost. Follow. Why? Fine. Lost. Well, again, they're not lost, so you can get lost. Lost. Follow. Okay, I'm done with this. And she takes out her. She takes out a thorn whip. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the episode where we murder birds. <laughs> the gang is back together. <laughs> okay, I have to make a melee spell attack. Paris is watching the girls fucking murder birds. <laughs> 
All the motherfucking vegetarians in this group have murdered a bird. <laughs> I have not. I have not murdered a bird. 17 plus 6. Yeah, that hits. That's four points of damage. Yeah, it's. How would you like to do this? How would you like to kill this fucking innocent <laughs> sparrow? I want to say, okay, I'm done with this. And then take out a whip and just <laughs> whack it out of existence. It does it, it like stiffens and then just falls to the ground and it's dead. Are there any more? Nope. Just those Bears two. looks at Ivy. It's <laughs> like, all right, interesting choice. Do the two of you. We had a rough night, okay? Want to sleep? Do you need a minute? No, Um, I think that we actually have to go back to the lake. We have a very comfy what lake? Uh, really quick, actually. Um, the bird was saying that they were following Lost. Oh, that's Ziva. That's Ziva. What? I'm not Lost. Okay. Ziva got named Lost and I got named Trick. Fair. By some little gray thing. Do I know what the little gray... I show a picture of the little gray thing. With black eyes and white hair. Sharp pointy teeth. Ivy, you know that this is an underdark pixie that's used as a sentry item, a sentry essentially to try and recruit or bring things to the unseelie. Why is it that the moment we get to somewhere, you guys find the worst possible shit? Why is that? I mean, I was with you, so. Um... You know, it tracks for me. I'm not sure about Ziva, but. I mean, I. I think this is a first for me. How is this the worst possible? You found rocks that exploded in a in a in a mechanized thing. That was Alara, to be fair. Alara found the rocks that exploded. Alara is like looking at her shoe, like she's she's looking at the ground. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You put the you put the rocks. <laughs> Bettina put the rocks. You also put a rock in it. Anyways, that is what uh, what's called an underdark pixie. Oh, cool. All right. And it is no bueno. Great. Um, we also... What's all of you guys' passive perceptions? 17. 16. 18. Uh, ten, 10. Can you can just tell them that they also fought some strange little things in a satyr town and the entire town is having nightmares as well? Yeah, you totally can. Go for it. You know, you have fun with that. But like... I, I also show a drawing of that creature. Yeah, so it tells them about that as well. Understandably, Alara and Ivy, both with their backs kind of to this, don't, don't quite see it. But for just a split second, both Ziva and Varys see a little tuft of white hair po poking out from the brush that quickly disappears. Varys steps in front of Ivy and Ziva and summons the scythe. It's like, it's back. Ivy goes... It's back. The little yeah. gray thing has followed us here. She whirls around, kind of not really loudly, loudly go, okay, you little shit, get out here. Make an intimidation roll for me. Two 18s. So that is going to be dirty 20. With that, you see a little head pop out and you see kind of a more detailed version of Ziva's drawing of this little creature with pale gray skin beady black eyes no no iris just pupil in a sea of white eye with a very large almost impish like mouth and grotesquely large ears it pokes its head out of the brush and just goes me huh ziva starts drawing a better picture no the other little silly thing that's in the brush yes of course you get the fuck out here i think i'm good i'm gonna stay right here oh you think you're good you think you're good do you Get out here. No. If you want to be scared and stay in the brush, fine. But listen to me. Leave them alone. Who are you? Your biggest concern. Leave them alone. I know you. And even if you do, doesn't matter. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew you'd come eventually. Uh, Ziva is going to shoot out a mage hand, and it's just going to grab its ear. Uh, so that's a deck save. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, meets it, beats it. So, I mean, it's grabbing its ear, but it's not, like, holding on. It's just, it like... It kind of, like, flicks its ear out, looks at you both, looks at all four of you, goes, <laughs> Lost. I found Lost. And Trick again. And I know you. He looks at Ivy. Are you Lost, too? He looks at Alara. Another Lost? No. She just shakes her head. I think you're Lost, too. And I think you're a little bitch. <laughs> he looks back at Ivy and goes, 
such foul language for a child of the court. And if you knew who I was, that wouldn't be a surprise now, would it? Or are you just banking on the fine clothes that you could never have? I know your name. Your name is Guilt. And? Guilt. You're a fickle thing. Hard to find, yet more hard to get rid of. And again, you're a little bitch. I don't know why we're still having this conversation. And if I see you again, I will kill you. And that will not be guilty on my conscience. He won't like that. He doesn't like a lot of things. Does it look like I care? Uh, it looks at you, looks over at Alara again, just goes, Your name eludes me. Ziva will step in front of Alara. It's pretty much pointless because Ziva's much shorter. She's just staring at him. Forgotten. That's your name. How could she be forgotten when she's right here with the rest of us? The, these things try to get to your most vulnerable parts. They're just, like I said, they're shits. They're stupid little shits. Oh. It looks, as you call it, a little shit. It looks at you, kind of furrows its brow a little bit, looks at you through that brow, and just goes, that little purple dragon doesn't seem to think so. And it ducks behind, it ducks and runs and disappears from sight. I'm gonna cast levitate on it. I'm gonna cast levitate on it. What do I do? What do I have to do? Deck save? Con, I think. Well, that's a, uh, that's a natural 19 with a minus one. That's an 18. Um, Ivy, it's talking about Bia. Yes. Are we? Should we follow it going? We don't have to follow it. I know where it's going. It's going to the opposite of light. Why do they have Bia? And do you think they have Starburst too? I don't know, but I'm going to get them back. And we're going with you. So just tell us, tell us what you need. So we have to go to the greatest of places, the Unseelie Court. Okay. All right. Is it normal for them to steal people's? Unfortunately, yes. When I said they're little shits, I meant the whole place is rotten. Does that mean that Bia was maybe landed with us and just got caught before we could find her? I don't know. I don't know. I thought I knew how the portals work, and I don't. So, you know. If it makes you feel better, I didn't even know we were going through a portal. You said that you knew that Varys and Ziva might end up here because you go where you think you go. So where would she think she was going, if not with you? I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I mean, the last thing I said was home, but the, I don't think the Unseelie Court has ever been Bea's home. So then they must have taken her. Where is Bea's home? So you remember back to the day you met Bea, and you remember... You were so emotionally lost that day, and she seemed almost physically lost. You were, you were forcing yourself back to that lake that day. You know that not far away from where you found her, struggling to stay above the water once more, that there was an abandoned old nest. A nest that was filled with old, dried-out shells that looked like the small shells of a pseudo-dragon, but it had long since been left by the parents but was still home to Bia until you found her. I relay that, and then I say, I don't know where parents are from. Didn't, didn't really matter. Should we check back there to see maybe, maybe the creepy little shitty creature was lying? Can I do a retroactive insight check on whether the shitty little creature was lying? Sure. That is a 24. Ivy, you know that one of the rules of the Fae is not to lie. Mm -hmm. To tell the truth whenever possible. Ziva is learning that very quickly because he wasn't lying. We, um, we don't lie here. Yeah, so, um, then we just have to go get Bia back. Uh, obviously Bia's not where, uh, Bia considered her home to be, so... Maybe she did think of home and it just got intercepted. I don't know what she could have been thinking. Technically, she could have been thinking anything. She's a pseudo-dragon. She could have been thinking about food. I know, but I think that she knows that her home is with you. Ivy, you also may may think that she was thinking, I'm going back where I came from. If Starburst was with Bia, would they have kept them together? Probably. How long does Starburst stick around for? I mean, he's been around since 
I called him. I don't know. I could probably call him again. Uh, Varys and I were talking about this. But then he might disappear from wherever he is. And if he's giving me a company... He might also be able to tell us where she is, right? Well, okay. Why don't we go back by the fire um, and eat and, and rest? Um, well, I mean, we've rested, but but y y you look like you haven't slept in, in maybe weeks. I mean, oh, I don't think it's been thanks, weeks. I guess. If I, I mean, I don't quite know how I do it, but I, if I concentrate really hard, I think we can see if Starburst will come back and maybe, maybe he can tell us where they were. But let's eat first. Yes. Um, and while we eat, I do have a promise that I need to keep. And I need to tell you guys a story. So I guess we'll walk back over to the camp. Amara starts making everyone breakfast. Oh. Just give me ten minutes. Yeah. Are you sure you two don't want to rest before we go? I mean, we probably should rest. <laughs> I, th I really think you should sleep. We can spare the extra hour, a few hours, honestly. Well, it's four. It's four for me. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> I think Alara will make everyone breakfast, and then, as Ivy is telling her story, she will fall asleep, and if you want to let her just sleep for eight hours, she's going to be sleeping, so she won't know. As we all sit and watch Alara cook, she starts, um, okay, so I'm going to try to get through this without crying, so if that sets any sort of tone for this story. When I was younger, I had a best friend named Beatrice. She was, she was the daughter of the paladins in the Seelie court. Um, and we were born around the same time, which was a miracle because children of the court just don't happen. There's no reason to have children when you live forever. And so we were kind of always destined to be friends, right? And it became, it became more than that. Much to everybody's surprise, I loved her with everything I had in me. And it was great. It was good. And then we went swimming one day and Beatrice was a very good swimmer. She was so much better than I was. But somehow she drowned in the lake, the giant lake. And I didn't see it happen. I looked down, looked up, and she was gone. And I couldn't find her. And I never found her. And we never found her. And the whole city thought I did it. The whole city thought I did it. And still thinks I did it. And probably would have been either thrown from the village in the best way. Or offed altogether. If it wasn't for the fact that Queen Titania is basically my mother. She's not actually my mother, but my mother doesn't give a rat's ass about me, let's be real. And she basically told everybody to stop, and if they tried to hurt me, they would be obliterated. You know, gods and queens and all that. And so for 50 years, I lived that way. About halfway through, I had been seeing a therapist, and it wasn't going well. I don't know if anything about me says that I would do well with a therapist, but yeah. And so my father asked me if I was ever going to move on, and I said no and ran out. And that was my first wild shape, actually. Um, I turned into the wolf, and the wolf turned into me, and we came upon Bea, rolling in the water, fighting for her life, screaming. And I saved her, and she saved me. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is, one, because while the Fae is my home, it still royally fucking sucks. And two, because I've always had this thought that it was too coincidental that Beatrice's favorite animal, in her favorite color, would be placed into my lap. And so whether it's divine intervention or reincarnation, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know if if this was Bea, the dragon, or if it was Beatrice, my friend. It's silly. Uh, really, it's, she's probably just a dragon. It's um, not silly. I don't um, think that's silly at all. She's like rubbing circles into her hand 
with her thumb, anxiously trying to keep it all down. And she she goes, um, so yeah. Ziva will offer her hand so that you're not just rubbing your hands raw and she'll be smelling of fresh flowers. She smiles at Ziva and squeezes her hand and goes, so um, I probably should have told you all of this before, but I kind of told myself I would never tell anybody who didn't already know about it. I will say that Alara hands out like oatmeal with like a sprinkle of cinnamon and some honey to everyone. Aww. And she sits down wherever there is a space. Thank you for um, for sharing it with us. Yeah. For trusting us. I understand the want to leave things behind. I do. That's it, exactly. It's not that I didn't trust you guys with it. It's that um, some things are better under the water. <laughs> Left in the past, yes. Well, thank you, like they said, for trusting us. She nods a bit and she goes, So, you know, I don't know if I'm important enough for them to have taken Bia from me for a reason, or if it's because Bia's important. You know, um, the child of two paladins was very important. She was set to take over for them in the courts when she got old enough. Well, wouldn't the child of two artificers be equally as important? Only if she was an artificer herself, but we already have druids and they live forever. So I was kind of just set to be an anomaly, which is okay. It was okay. I think anomalies are interesting. And I'm really sorry that they blamed you. Yeah, that's really shitty. Yeah. It is. It is shitty. But, you know, people can be shitty. True. They should have known that you would never hurt her. Honestly, if they knew that you loved her, why would they ever think that you would do that? In times of infinite sadness, people need someone to blame. Fair. And I was the last person to see her alive. Well, we're here, and we're going to find Bia, your Bia, whoever Bia is, um, and that's it. That's that's what we have to do now. For the record, Ivy, I believe you. She looks down and looks back up and goes, you know, I've only ever heard those words from two other people, and one of them is my dad, and one of them was Titania. One of them could see into my actual literal soul, and the other one is my father who thinks that I am perfect. I mean, he's not wrong. She laughs a bit. She goes, we, we both know he's wrong, but that's okay because perfect isn't perfect. I think everyone is perfect to someone and you're perfect to him. You met him. He's kind of cool. <laughs> Your mom, though. You got to meet her father. I did. I'm so fucking jealous. Are you serious? We had a much... um. Well, I mean, it started off really interesting, but we were super focused on getting to you guys, so we mm. um, left. Little interjection. Ziva and Varys, they each slept about four hours, and I gave them a long rest. So if you guys want to take a four-hour short rest, I will give it, I'll give both of you the long rest. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to sleep for the for the next couple hours in the day... And then wake up and make a plan for what you'd like to do. You can. After Ivy starts trancing and Alara settles down, Zevo will sit for 10 minutes, just kind of quietly and picturing. And all of a sudden, silver mist sort of bubbles up from the ground and takes the shape of a unicorn and drifts off, leaving Starburst there in his colors. Does uh, does he come back? Yeah, he comes back. He appears in front of you unchanged. He seems to be exactly how you imagine him. Where were you? You get these images from Starburst of walking towards the prismatic coves and then blipping out of existence only to appear in front of you right now. It seems as though, because he is technically a conjuration, stepping through that portal dispelled him. <sighs> I'm really happy to see you, buddy, but that's less than helpful news. 
He nuzzles at you. Oh, oh, watch, watch the horn. After you guys sleep, it's probably around two in the afternoon. Then I would like to check in with Ivy. So we're going to the unsealed court, I take it? Unfortunately, yes. What should we be aware of? Um, you know, a lot, actually. <laughs> All right. Part of me thinks it might actually be a good idea to go back to the Sealy Court and maybe get some provisions, talk to my dad a bit. The Unsealy Court with um, King Nemeth is not the greatest place to be. Whatever powers created the Feywild, they took the idea of light and dark very seriously. Queen Titania is not the epitome of good per se, but she does right by her people, and she is good. King Nemeth is everything wrong. He is the darkness, and therefore everything around him is the darkness. So this is going to be probably like more dangerous than what we did um, back in Dragon's Nest. Um, I have a feeling that by the end of it, we will be wishing for the creepy worm in the mines. Okay. Can this Titania help? Maybe get Bia back on your behalf? And she shakes her head. No, no. Um, the Fae is split into kingdoms. And if the other metals in the other's affairs... That's war. But by stealing beer, didn't they meddle in the affairs? Not particularly. Of the Seely Court? I'm really not part of the Seely Court. I'm the daughter of somebody who's in the Seely Court. It's not like they stole me. If they stole me or killed me, then yes, but no. Think of it in the most, literally the most basic form of like a child's fairy tale, right? Well, you've got good and you've got evil. Evil doesn't care if you're a duchess, right? I've never met a duchess before. Are you a duchess? Technically. I have met a duchess before. And there's like really super fancy people um, back where Ivy lives also. I met the queen. You met the queen. I met the queen. I feel like I was in a fugue state when we had a conversation like earlier because you mentioned all the sad, like the absolute tragic story. And then I blanked because all I could focus on was how shitty these people were <laughs> and treating you. Well, she's not shitty, though. She was very nice. No. She helped us. Did she see into your mind? Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe. I mean, kind of nods. Yeah. Oh, dear. I guess she did. So should we go to whatever you think is best course, Ivy? We should go back to speak with your father? Um, yes, I, I, I think we should at least go back to my... She kind of looks and winces a little. Estate? You have an estate. It's very big. Technically? Interesting. It's like really big. Um, yes, I, I at least I think... Um, see if my father has anything that we can use. He is... Pretty powerful artificer, after all. Alara's eyes light up. <laughs> you guys would like to start making your way back to back to Felismore. Mm -hmm. So you guys will be taking the rest of the most of the rest of the day to get back. It takes about three hours from where you are now to get back to Felismore. So we're getting there around six ish, seven ish in the evening, just as the sun's starting to peak below the horizon again. Do you all head back? Straight to Ivy's house? Ivy would know a way that doesn't, like, draw attention. So she would be going... Now I have a question for Ivy, then. Okay. If you're not walking in the front door, could you describe the back door? Yeah. So the estate itself, like Alara was saying, is pretty big. It's, like, pristine white marble brick with thin strips of pink running through it. And it's obviously very, like... There's like a bunch of rooms. There's a lot of hallways and floors, but there is a little alcove hidden amongst the trees that has a back door. And Ivy takes a key out of her pouch and slides it in and turns it and the door creaks open and they go into basically what's the basement. And it's got a bunch of like Ivy shoes and coats 
Like, it's obvious she's the only one that uses this backdoor entrance. Is it actually underground? It's not actually underground. Cool. It's an above ground basement. There's like, it's it's not like, there's not any w- windows, but you can tell it's not underground. Okay. You didn't go down to it. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and then she leads you up the stairs and opens a door and you just walk into opulence. As you walk upstairs, Ivy, you hear the unmistakable sound of your father in his workshop. Occasional smashing sounds, little tink tink sounds here and there. Things clattering back and forth and moving around. She opens the door and walks in and he doesn't notice them for a couple minutes. No, he is very much he very much is in the zone. He is he is like people come in and out of here all the time. I don't give a shit. This is my priority. And she sort of just like crosses her arms and motions to her dad like this is him. And then uh, after they've been able to like take a good look at him, she goes, um, dad. He kind of immediately, like very suddenly just drops what he's doing, throws his goggles up. His hair is very sticky uppy and very clearly he's been running his hands, his greasy hands through his hair, his greasy gloved hands through his hair. So it's just matted in certain spots and sticking up in others. And he looks up and he just goes, Ivy, you're back. I am. You, did you bring them? Did you find Bia? I not. I didn't find Bia yet, but um, this is this is Varys and this is Eva. He like rushes over and grabs Varys's hands first and like does a two-handed handshake. Oh, oh, hello. <laughs> and then drops it and like two-handed handshakes Ziva and he's just like, "Lovely to meet you. I'm so excited. My little girl hasn't has had, hasn't brought friends over in ages, and I'm just so excited for her. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Basil. Please." Just call me Basil. I don't know if she introduced me as Mr. Mr. Nightbreeze, but uh, that's my father and I don't talk about him. My name is Basil. I actually didn't tell them your name. Hi, Basil. We knew nothing about you, except for that you came from Kalar at one point. Yeah, my, my family is a bit awful. And he's like scratching his head, getting grease on his forehead. Dad, dad. As he does so. Dad, the grease, the gloves. He like kind of shakes it off and he's like, yeah, mother will press to digitate it later. It's fine. Ziva will reach out and press to digitate it. <laughs> See, even you've got one that can do it. You've got a friend that can do it. Your mother does it for me all the time. She just pressed to digitates it off me. It's wonderful. I love it. I love her. <laughs> I love him. I feel like he's the only person who's appreciated Ziva doing magic on him. But wait, wait, back. Ah, uh, mm, priorities. Ah, uh, Ivy. Bia's not with you still. Where is she? No. Um, we... Are you okay? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay, but we think she's in the Underdark. He stops. This is like the slowest you've seen him move this entire time. His hands fall slowly to his hand to his side and he just goes, That is the worst case scenario. Quite literally. Uh, good job at the positive outlook. I'm a realist, I'm a scientist, I try and keep things realistic as best I can. That is a terrible, terrible situation to be in. And um, you can't visit Titania tonight. The court is in session, your mother is there right now making sure everything's running well. He stops and he kind of like puts his his clasped hand to his to his lips, yet again getting grease everywhere. This man is just coated and other and he's just got grease on him. Varys, like, side-eyes Alara and looks back at Basil like, is this the future? (laughs) (laughs) Alara is walking around this place with her hands behind her back, just, like, looking at everything and trying so hard not to touch anything. Like, her hands are literally clasped behind her back. You see so many things that you have thought about but couldn't have made work. Nice. With the knowledge that you currently have, Basil drops his hands. He looks up, looks at all four of you, really breathing in the group in front of him for the first time, and he just goes, All right. So sleepover before you head out? <laughs> a what? Yes, a sleepover. And that's where we're going to leave it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I love I'm it. I'm so excited. Your father is delightful. And I know. More. Cute. Can we stay in the oh Feywild forever? We just live here now. <laughs> New campaign. <laughs> this is where we live now. 
I mean, honestly, Basil would probably uh, just be like, well, we'll clear out the bo the top level of the house. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are so grateful for all of the continued support. If you want more content, check out our Ko-Fi, where you can leave a tip or subscribe to support the podcast. And you can get access to early episodes, the Rainbow Dice Club chat after show, character journals, deleted scenes, and so much more. Special thanks to our Green Fiend Ko-Fi supporters, Josh from Tabletop Journeys podcast and Michael. Don't forget to follow us on all socials at Rainbow Dice Club. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review. It helps us reach a lot more cool people like you. All right, friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. And just remember that wherever you are in your journey, you are valid, you are accepted, and you are welcome at our table. Bye. 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 Hey, everyone. Wayra here. Every month we select a charity to support. And when we consider the trauma our community is facing right now, it only felt right to bring back the Trevor Project. For those who aren't familiar, the Trevor Project provides support and crisis intervention to our LGBTQ2IA plus youth 24-7-365 days a year. They also conduct research, public education, and advocacy. The world is a scary place right now for our community. There is no question we've had a big setback in our history. We here at the Rainbow Dice Club will always be a safe space for every member of the LGBTQ2IA plus community, and that will never change. If there's anything the TTRPG community knows, it's that when one of our party members is attacked, we all roll for initiative. So, to all those who fight, we are with you. To all those who are still closeted and afraid, you are valid in your identity regardless of its visibility. To all those who are struggling, we hear you. If you need to step back and stay away from the events, that's okay. Rest and take the time you need. Know that you are not alone and these dark times in our history will not last forever. We hope you stick around with us to see it get better. Love you all, and please remember that no matter where you are in your self-discovery journey, you are valid, you are loved, you are accepted, and you are always welcome at our table. What is Slay the Stars? Oh. Come with us and enjoy a chaotic D&D hot pot. A dash of cosmic fantasy. A few cloves of dark fairy tales. And that's the entire bottle of shenaniganery. Oh, dear. Who no. Listen in every other Tuesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time on any major streaming platform. SlayTheStars.com. Persomnia at Astra. Y'all, I just somehow managed to land my pencil in my energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I knew it was either going to be your candle or your energy drink. I just, and... I don't nice. know how it happened, but it did. Physics. Lex taking on the persona of a bird right now is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I literally watched you blink like a bird. <laughs> Just... <sighs> and riding on Starburst back is Bia into battle. No. Absolutely not. That's not how that's happening. Could you describe the back door? Yeah. So, oh, we're um, going in the back door again, are we? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're backdoor bitches at this point. So. Yeah, I, I mean, so the, sorry, Ivy, don't swing that way. No, <laughs> continue. There's grass outside of this area. Oh my god, he can nom nom. He could nom nom like his mom mom did that one time when she was a sheep. <laughs> yep, <laughs> nom nom. Ah, sheepa. <laughs>